Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, yeah. A Monday. Monday edition of the Taz Show coming at you next two hours, full throttle. Very packed show coming at you. And looking forward to uh, broadcasting it straight at your face or your eardrums or your eyeballs. If you're doing that at TazShow.com, maybe you're watching the show there. Thank you. Maybe you're listening live on the Radio.com app, which is working splendidly. Or maybe you're uh, listening to some on-demand content of mine on uh, the Radio.com app or at TashShow.com or iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn for on-demand podcasting. I appreciate that. But for the live live, you're doing that at TashShow.com, video and audio, or uh, Radio.com app for just the live audio, if that's not confusing enough. But one day, maybe we will streamline it. One day soon, please God do it. Uh, I digress. So welcome to the Tash Show, everyone. Uh, Hell in a Cell last night. I'm going to get into that here shortly, real quick, right into it, for sure. I have a lot to say about it, and uh, uh, thoughts, opinions, concepts, different uh, gimmick schnabits, and Fernum Burnhams. If you want to call the show, that is a very simple process. Maybe you want to call talk about the NFL. Maybe your fav- favorite NFL team shit the bed, or maybe they were great. Uh, maybe you want to talk about Hell in a Cell, like I said, or, or something else. You can call 866-475-2948. That's an 866 866- Four seven five two nine or four eight or so you can do that with no problem. So in this episode, I said Hell in a Cell. We'll get into that. Uh, my take on that. Also, uh, NFL chatter. We'll get into the Week Five uh, recap. Jones on that. Uh, what else will we do? We'll do some loose ass invitational, the fantasy football league of the Taz Show. Uh, Dennis Jones. Before I get to all my Hell in a Cell, uh, welcome to the Taz Show, Biz Dev Guy, Audio Producer. That's you. That is me. Yes. Okay, happy, happy. Same fucking shirt, Jones, again. Dude, this is hysterical. <laughs> the funniest part is, like, everybody's going to be like, oh, this is a work. It's, a... <laughs> it's not a work. It's not. Oh, my God. Hey, Ant, you see this? It was funny the first two times. Now it's getting creepy. You know what I think's happening here, Ant? I think I figured this out. I think Dennis brings all of his Tash Show shirts with him. And then when we do the quick rehearsal before we go live, he sees what shirt I'm wearing. Because he's always wearing, like, a plain white T-shirt for the rehearsal. And next thing I know, the, sh- the t- show comes up, he's wearing, like, a shirt I'm wearing. He always has the same disgusting white shirt on. And then once the, once the cameras go down, he changes it. I also think it's because of the def charts. Since the def charts have come out, he's been wearing the same shirt as you. That's a good point. Uh yes. Who's gonna be on top of the depth chart this week? Will it be should be called death chart? Will it be uh Dennis or will it be Anthony? We, we shall see. This week uh, last week, uh, I think Dennis won. Dennis was on the top of the depth chart, so you are the victor, Dennis. You are the victor. Victor, Victor, Victor. Hooray. Hooray. Yeah. Hooray. 
Yes. So, uh, by the way, before I move on with the show, where can people buy these shirts, Dennis? Oh, that's actually very easy. If you have any access to the internet, what you do is you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash T-A-Z. That's backslash Taz. Prowrestlingtees.com slash Taz for all your great apparel. Yeah, that's right. Except for that shirt behind me. If you watch the video, blockhead t-shirt, <laughs> never for sale. Perfect segue. That's a work too, Taz. We know how you're setting that up. No, that's not a work. Click. Not a work. Click. Nope. Click. Nope, not that simple. So, uh, Hell in a Cell. I think I need to get right into that. Straightforge ahead. Yeah, I'm going to just do it. Uh, what the hell, right? I mean, that's what people want to talk about. Some people want to talk about football, but let's be honest. I have to talk wrestling. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about wrestling. You're an expert on it. You shouldn't talk about anything else, you jerk. Thanks. Okay, so um, I love the show. The Hell in a Cell, I loved it. I flat out, I don't, okay, let me, let me not exaggerate. And act like, oh my God, it was the most epic show ever. No, I, if, I don't do ratings with numbers, but if 10 is the highest you could give a show, I don't know, I'm probably giving that a, a strong uh, nine. Eight and a half, nine. I mean, for sure. I I, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, really. I, I, and, and if you start talking about it and you go right from the main event, which look, there's nothing better than swerving the audience, including those of us that are from the industry or wrestled or uh, or been broadcasters or worked behind the scenes in any wrestling company. When you could dupe, work, swerve, and get a reaction out of someone that. I humbly say I've been in this thing for 30 years. Uh, I tip my cap, and that's what WWE last night, WWE did last night with Sami Zayn. Um, a star was born finally in this guy. They finally, meaning a star star. I'm not talking about just a star. He's got now, Sami's got a plethora of uh, spotlight on him, heat on him, shine on him. Any way you want to put it, there's a spotlight on him. And it's huge. It's big. He deserves it. He's worked for it. And he can carry it. This guy's history shows uh, his legacy. Um, it, I never, ever saw this coming. I never, uh, and I, don't, I would assume most of you, you, you folks out there listening or watching this right now didn't see it coming either. I, I never saw it coming. Him uh, getting Kevin Owens out of danger as Shane McMahon does this insane, horrific stunt from the top of the cell I never saw that coming, and I thought it was great booking. I thought it was an excellent idea. Thank God for everybody involved physically. It seems like everyone's okay, um, and, and it worked out. The timing of it, it's a lot harder than it looks to pull a guy off an, an announce desk while there's another guy who's 6'2", uh, you know, whatever he is, you know, 225, 230 pounds, Shane McMahon on top of a, you know, cell, which is super high up. I've announced as a color commentator, you know, many, you know, hell in the cells. I've been next to the cell as a commentator. You know, there's no bullshit how big these cells are. These things are gigantic. And remember, it's not a cage. It's a cell. <laughs> we went over that last week. So um, uh, they're gigantic. So for Shane to be on top of that thing and to come down with an elbow and the timing be perfect for Kevin Owens to get out of the way and for them to pull that, in essence, a run-in where, you know, Sammy pulls him off the table. I, I thought it was excellent. Never saw that coming. Never. I'm not saying none of you fans have ever saw that coming. Maybe some of you did. Uh, I didn't. Um, they planted the seed enough, too, with Kevin. And that's what I love about when an angle is done right. 
Uh, and when book is done right, and at times WWE does it right, and they did that last night with this main event. I love when it's like the angle happens. Like for me, the 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 spot happens where the reveal is there, and you see Kevin. I'm sorry, you see Sami Zayn pull Kevin out of the way, and all that jazz. And you're like, oh shit, there it is. Damn, Sami Zayn, what the hell? And then for me. Things start clicking what they've done the past couple of weeks where they've always had him somehow, some way involved with something with Kevin, either talking to Kevin Owens or fighting him, whatever, or Kevin insulting him, whatever it was. They kept that that kind of, you know, near each other, something involved with each other. And and then when you see the angle happen, it kind of comes out like, oh, man, they got me. And that's what we want. Right. As a fan base, we want to be gotten. You want to be worked. You want to be swerved. You want it because that's the entertainment part. That's the plot, right? That's what you, you go to a movie. It's a murder mystery. And then you, you see who the murderer was. You want it to be something like, oh, man, I can't believe it was her. I can't believe it was him. That's what you want. And that's what I think happened last night with Hell in a Cell. And I think it was greatly done with that booking. I tip my cap, WWE. Awesome job right there for sure. Um, and I'm going to obviously get into the rest of the match and other matches. Uh, because that match, that Hell in a Cell match, at times, I was cringing in in, in fear for those guys, for some things that were happening. Um, but first, Dennis, let me ask you, did you get a chance to see it? I know you had your Yankees going. I know you had a lot of stuff going on. Sports Jones at last night, he was heavy for you. Oh, Bad start to the day. The Giants are... Well, I'll get into that. Oh. I, I, I That's a build-up, sir. Well, I can't just talk about the Giants. I, oh. I, I, the best part of your Giants losing is it deflects all the heat off of my Bills losing. So, because I could always say, well, at least my Bills are not 0-5, but I digress. Did you get a chance to see... Um, and not usually for a Aussie team to be 0-5 is rare, but I digress on that, too. Um <laughs> Did uh, I, I did. Uh, the, the main event was the only thing I did catch because obviously the Yankees were on. Um, oh, yeah. That was when <laughs> I feel so bad for Shane because he, you know, he comes back. He does. Same thing happened to The Undertaker. And now it's like when this guy falls off, he's, he's like 47 years old taking these yeah. boinks. Whew. Crazy. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him, but I get your point on that. <laughs> I feel bad for his body. He's definitely sore. That can't feel good. Oh, no, I do. I do. I feel bad for his body too. He don't. He doesn't have to do what he's doing. No, exactly. That I mean, oof. but that was incredible. That was. I mean, and and to your point, the Sami Zayn stuff, and like you just said, you don't see it coming, and then all of a sudden you think back, and you're like, oh yeah, like he's been around for no reason until last night, and it's like, Correct. makes sense Correct. now. That's it. It, it all came together. And that's good booking, man. See, good booking is not just the finish. Good booking is the whole story leading up to it. Sometimes it's a B story, and that B story can turn into an A story real quick. So and that's what they did last night, I feel, with Sami Zayn, and they made him. They made him. He got he got great rub right there from, from not just Shane McMahon, not just Kevin Owens, but he got great rub from the actual Hell in a Cell main event and the cell itself and the stunt that Shane pulled. That, that all... Big time story now is on, um, uh, in my view, on Sami Zayn. It's great, and uh, you know now they can go either way they want to go, because you heard the announcers plant a seed, if need be. They can go the route of where Sami, I'm sorry, where Kevin Owens had no idea that uh, that Sami was going to do this, because he kind of had a little bit perplexed look on his face. The announcers even said that 
they can go that route and go the route that they look they're, they're buddies for a long time they've been through hell it's well documented they're good friends they've had a lot of battles though at the end of the day i don't want to see my buddy kevin owens um you know uh get get killed out here at a wrestling show i just don't want to see it happen they could go that route too where and where or kevin gets pissed them who knows they, that's the beauty of this they can go any way they want right now with it um i think tonight on raw the way they do the, the for me uh the way they do the video packaging uh the the recap of last night going into smackdown because tonight's raw it's not a smackdown show last night was the smackdown pay-per-view right i think tonight the packaging shows a lot i think that'll show a lot the story between kevin owens and um and Sami Zayn. now that's a perfect example right there uh dennis where i give hacks an opportunity how to pay attention you see that they're writing shit down right now whoa whoa whoa, whoa. gotta get our packages that's straight yep. yep that's it that's how the hacks do it. They hear that and they're jumping all over their pen. Pluma. La Pluma. Is it La Pluma or just Pluma? Uh, I'm I'm not really Shut good at English, so if when you throw a second language at me, now I oof. I know a guy who can speak fluent uh Espanol, and that's uh, Anthony. Uh and is it how do you say pen in Spanish? Can I right. use a lifeline? Okay. So anyway, um so that's the deal. So the Hell in a Cell itself was the actual match. It was crazy. Insane stuff. I I would say I think it was good storytelling early in the cell match. Um we saw some crazy stuff. Kevin Owens with the front flip Jones through the table off the apron. Crazy bump, good stuff. Coast to coast from Shane McMahon. They gave you a little bit of everything. They gave you what you expected, which is hard to do. It's hard to do. And they gave you all that physicality. Um, you know, I like the audience both times when Shane did it, and Kevin Owens did it at different times. Looking up, like, "Hey, I'm going to climb that cell." The place popping on that. I thought that was that was nice. The audience uh, getting involved there. That was cool. Um, you know, I, I I also like Kevin Owens on top of the cell when Shane was on the announce desk, and Kevin was like scared to jump. He was hesitant to jump. That that's great. I think that I I didn't know if he was going to do it. Or not. I felt like he's going to do it or not. I got sucked into the story, which for me was fun. Was makes the show entertaining. Um, uh, then when they were on top of that cell, that's when I got nervous for these guys. They're doing spots up there. You know, you're doing like power bombs and shit. You're doing stuff up there where you could lose your balance and just trip, fall backwards, and you're done. And your partner's done. <laughs> your opponent, I should say. You know, I was scared for these guys, and and kudos to them. They did a series of high spots on top of that cell, which were. And then we've seen stuff like this in the past, but it doesn't matter. I've never done nothing like that in my career, and nor will it ever happen for me. But uh, and I can't say I'm losing sleep over that. I can be honest with you. Uh, that's a little scary. So uh, you're gonna pay me a lot of money to do that. You fall back of that that cell, you know, in the middle of trying to do a power bomb, because you lose your balance going back. Because you know when you pick a guy up and you do that pop up power bomb, like and Shane's a big guy, and Kevin did it to him right on top of the cell. You know when you do that pop up pop up power bomb, all you need to do. If you lose your balance a little bit to go backwards and, and, and lose your footing and your foot gets caught in that in that grade of that fence, God forbid, man, you're done. And, and, and so is the guy you're holding in your arms. You're going backwards and it's over. <laughs> um, I, they took risk last night. They took a lot of risk, you know, and, and, and we'll get into that later on, too. I want to talk about the first cell match, which was the tag team title match, which I'll get into that here in the show here in a little while. We're, we're just in the first segment still here, so... Um, 
Uh, let me go uh, on the phone down there to Florida, uh, down to the beautiful palm tree-esque warm Florida, and speak to Snova. Uh, Snova, I might be saying your name wrong, in Florida. You're on a Taz show. What do you say there, Huss? Nah, man, you're talking to Snova. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. How you feeling, man? Hold on, wait, you went too quick. I said it okay? Snova, Snova, how am I saying this? Yeah, that's exactly right. The man. Okay, how can I help you, big guy? What's up? I uh, I wanted to talk about the first bell, man. I really loved yeah. it. I did too. I, uh, I, I, did too, I think yeah. it was probably better than the second cell match. Yeah, which is tough to do, but you know what? It, it's the the last thing we see. If it's just as good, if not better, uh, close to better, we're gonna think it's better because they topped themselves, Snoop. That's what they did. They topped themselves. I'm sorry, the cell itself, the aura of the cell, the physicality, the danger, topped itself as a as a whole. You know what I mean? I thought it was great. I mean, I did too. I. Uh... The thing is, I mean, I uh, I love the fact that it was a title match, and I really feel like we could have ended on that New Day match, and you would have been just as hyped either way. Yes, you're right, but you can't end it on that. You know why? Because why? that match, I'll tell you why, that tag team match was not built on the premise of Vince McMahon getting his ass kicked by Kevin Owens. See, so... You're right. You have to have that, bro, because you have... Uh, yeah, and thank you for calling, dude. I appreciate it. Because you had Vince McMahon, you know, selling, getting beat up, blood, bleeding, all that stuff a couple weeks ago. All that heat <clears throat> has got to go in the last match in the main event. All that heat has to go there. And even I, when I, I did I my prediction right show, the prediction podcast, I dropped mm-hmm. on Friday. I mentioned that about that I, I did predict that Kevin Owens would win. He had to win because they're not going to do everything they did with Vince to have Shane beat this guy. The current and future is Kevin Owens, not Shane McMahon. And Vince McMahon took these bumps at his age and did what he did, and he didn't have to. It just proves how much they want to get Kevin Owens over, and they did. And Kevin knows how to carry the push, and he's more than talented enough to carry the push. The shit that he's been doing has been great. Now, keep in mind, kids, I'm the guy. I hate to be that. It was me, Dennis. I did it. But I'm the guy who was telling you forever. Kevin Owens is the real deal. Push him. He's legit. And others were ripping him. Others doing shows and pot ripping him. Correct? That is correct. And yours truly from the jump. From the, what's, how, how the kids saying it today again? Off the rip. The rip. Off the rip. You know, I, I, I was putting KO over. Telling you that he is legit. And time and time again, the guy gets opportunity as of recent. Big opportunity. And he, he's knocking him out of the park. So... Uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, he's earned it. He deserves it, and it's great. And he's kicking ass and proving a lot of people wrong, and he's motivated. He's motivated, and WWE did the right thing. And like I said on my prediction podcast on Friday, he had to win the match. <sighs> Speaking of that prediction podcast that I did on Hell in a Cell, man, I think I was right on mostly everything except I was wrong on Bobby Roode and Ziggler, I think. I said that Rude would win, and they had no finish. I think they did DQ Jones. Did you did you hear the uh, the podcast, the prediction podcast, Dennis? I did. Yes, um, Rude won the Rude won the match. From what I, yeah, that's right. That's what I said. So yeah. you'll take out what I just said in the podcast yeah, version exactly. of the show. Made a mistake. Uh, no, no, that's right. He won the match, and then it was a quick attack by Ziggler. My bad. No, there was a match that I man, what did I? There was a match. So I was right on that too. There was a match that I think I was wrong on, and I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Jinder Mahal Nakamura. That's what it was. 
I, I, I was on the fence a little bit. I was hoping they would keep it on Jinder, and they did. But I did, and I'll get into these matches in a little bit, but I'm just talking about my prediction podcast. I think I said Nakamura would win. I'm pretty sure I said that. Help me, Dennis. You Is did. that what I said? Oh, the DQ was the Charlotte Natalia. That's what the DQ was. And I'll get into that a little bit. That was I wasn't happy about that. I don't think that was needed, but I'll I will chat you kids up about that here in a second. Hey, uh, let's go down to North Kakalaki. Down in North Carolina and talk to George. Hey George, uh what's up, man? You're on a Tash show. Uh is this uh this is James from North Carolina. Who's this? This is James from North Carolina. Oh, James, how are you, pal? I, I uh we have two fellows on the line here from North Carolina. You you're the man, James. I recognize your voice. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, buddy. Talk to me. What's up? Oh, I gotta start off saying Owen five. Giants. <laughs> Odell Beckham out. Thanks for coming, Odell. See you next year. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to talk about two matches that held in the cell. One was the Ziggler Rude match. I thought it was a perfect way to end it. I mean, I wish it would have had more time. But I, I love that it, finish, dude. I did. I'm gonna get to a little while, but I, I did. I enjoyed that finish also. I thought it protected them both very well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the Hell in the Cell, I thought the Sami Zayn ending, because when Sh- when Shane went up to the top to jump off, I was like, it almost had me convinced Shane was going to win. Mm. But I thought, and and I was like, I didn't know if I was really going to, I kind of off and on on tuning in yeah. lately, but when yeah. Sami Zayn pulled him off, I definitely want to watch SmackDown now, because they could go so yeah. many different ways. They can, and that's – yeah, James, you're right, and, they, they, and they're going to. That, that well, we don't know which way they're going to go. They're going to go one way, obviously, but they, they have a lot of options. I just really, really hope they don't go the route where it's – if anyone's going to take them out, it's going to be me because I think Sami Zayn's character is kind of stale. So I want mm. to see him be a just a – I don't even know what the proper term is, but I just want to see him just mess some stuff up around SmackDown and be – yeah, really a, a disruptor. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard, and thank you for calling. I appreciate it, James. I don't know if you heard, man. A while back when I talked, I gave my pitch on the end, talk about how Sami Zayn should have turned heel, Taxi Driver Jones, with the taxi driver from the old movie with Robert De Niro, and how he should be a heel, and, and because that one time that Stephanie called him a taxi driver because of the, the little beanie he wears and the little plaid jacket, that kind of thing, you know what I mean? And I thought that uh, this would have been nice here. But let's go to uh, the guy that everybody's been waiting to hear from, and that's uh, George in North Carolina. Uh, George, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Taz. How's it going, man? Hey, George. How you doing, buddy? This is my first time calling in, Taz. I uh, I just wanted to call and talk about the Kevin Owens um, and Shane McMahon match. And I have yes, no sir. fingernails. I have no fingernails left this morning. Ah. Um, it was... I, you know, I was legitimately concerned for these two guys, Taz. I mean, I was I was all in. Um, yeah. And yep. when when Kevin Owens looked down at Shane McMahon on the announce table, looked up at top of Hell in the Cell, and then looked at his tattoo that says "Live." Yeah. I mean that that was awesome. I think it just goes mm. to show that Kevin Owens is the man as far as getting a reaction and getting the fans to legitimately care one way or the yep. other. He is 
excellent. I've been saying it forever about him. A good observation about the tattoo. You're right about that, George. And, you know, I was worried for them also. I think a lot of fans were, George, like you were just saying, because think about what's happening here. You know, what, what's about to happen? That's a stunt. That I keep using the word stunt because it's not a spot. It's not a high spot. It's a stunt. And and anything they do off that, that off of that that uh, cell is a stunt. Thank you for calling, George. I appreciate it. Anything they do up there is a stunt when you're coming down. I'm saying when you come down and do a dive like Shane did, an elbow he did. But the thing is, like, it, it's we're at home, all of us, uh, as people from the business, no matter what your role was, or fans at home or at a bar, whatever you are watching this, panicking and that's the emotion that you need to have and that's what they want you to have and that's a normal reaction and i got news for you uh, backstage the people who work in the company no matter if they're wrestlers or part of the show whatever they're nervous too trust me the people in the grill position from vince mcmahon down they're nervous everyone's nervous because when you're doing stuff like that man it's tough to work it's um it's scary it's dangerous and you, you don't want anyone you know uh God forbid having a horrific injury, uh, a horrific, uh, you know, accident is the better word. So uh, on that note, I got to go to break here. Okay, uh, when I get back from break, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about, break down these matches a little more from Hell in Cell, get to the phone calls. But also, uh, you know, did the first Hell in a Cell match need blood? Many people are saying, so, oh, it needs blood, it don't need blood. Uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on that tag match, blood or no blood, or the last match, blood or no blood. Uh, Taz Show here, sit tight, very busy, Monday, talking Hell in a Cell. Sit tight. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Break it! video guys sorry podcast <laughs> i'm blown up okay. it's like the good moment workout i need a sandwich i need a nap that was rough <laughs> so uh yeah so yeah boom bad new day uh uso is gonna talk about that right here back on the tash show live live Monday edition, Hell in a Cell, kind of a, a Taz take on his gimmick. So look at man, uh, these four men, the Usos and the New Day, turned it up, turned it up last night. Listen, I've talked in the past about the opening of a big pay-per-view, the first, first segment, I should say. I've talked about it. And I'll get to you people on the phone, just give me a second. I talked how important... It is sometimes how much fun it is sometimes, how easy at times it is to get the people in a uh, in the first segment of a pay-per-view when you're wrestling on the first segment. I've been in that segment. 
And usually the people, the fans, are red hot. And these people were last night. But this is the the ambitious thing, the tough thing, the difficult thing for the New Day and the Usos that happened last night. They're going to lower that cell. Cole Jones right out of the box, and you're getting into some physical, crazy hell in a cell. Expectations are high of the fans, and they should be. It's not easy to do a hell in a cell right out of the box. <laughs> no crescendo, no no foreplay, no buildup, right in, straight for Jad. But these guys did not disappoint. What an excellent, excellent match by all the men and the refs. Uh, excellent stuff. Very physical. I really loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, we saw a plethora of Singapore uh, Singapore Canes kendo sticks. Um, uh, we saw uh, different different cool dangerous dive spots. Uh, you know, New Day. I gotta tell you, they amped up their work, man. They showed you when they want to go, they can go, and they did. They amped it up, and they amped it up in defeat. You know, because we have new uh, tag champs there, Usos, and these guys here the New Day. Tip your cap to these gentlemen, man. They worked their asses off. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the spot with New Day trapping uh, one of the Usos in the corner with the kendo sticks. That was sick. That was awesome. Uh, the, the cane shots that Xavier Woods took to the abdomen by, by the Uso boys, I mean, it was crazy nonstop. Just whacking them, whacking them. The, the physicality was nuts in this thing. It was, it was, you know, and, and probably halfway through it, I started thinking, because I see a couple of different headshots. We saw one of the Usos throw a chair at the head and face area of one of the new day. I can't remember who it was. And I've had that happen to me by Sabu at times and Rob Van Dam. And it's not fun catching a flying chair in the face, that I can tell you. And um, <laughs> metal chair right in the face. Badoosh! Mush Jones. Not a good way to spend a Sunday night. And um, I was a little surprised because that's, that's close to a chair shot to the head. And uh, I don't know if the boys went into business for themselves or the company knew they were doing it. I don't know, but it was great. And I started thinking, wow, you know, there's no blood in this thing. And we're seeing a couple of things that maybe could bring blood. Um, and they didn't do it, which I, but I didn't throw a flag and I had no problem with no blood, none whatsoever. I had some people on social media after I tweeted my opinion, I thought the match was awesome. And whatever I said, of course, some people are like, ah, oh, where's the blood? You need blood, something like that. And, and, you know, I understand why some folks wanted to see blood in this thing. Or even in the main event of the cell. I get it. But I do. I really do get it. And and if there was blood, I don't think that would have made it bad. But I I, th- I got to tell you, through the bulk of this match and at the end of the match, I never said to myself, this really needed blood. Because I, I, it didn't. It didn't. And, I, and I've said this here on my show at Nauseam. We are in a different day and age in, in, in the, in for about the past maybe seven, eight, ten years in wrestling with blood. It's not like it was, guys. So, you know, somebody said it's PG. It's all you know. It's 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 called fucking business, guys. Okay, it's called business. It's called TV networks, or it's called advertisers that are spending a lot of money with different brands that you don't want to piss off, guys. It's called making money. That's what it's called. <laughs> so, for those that complain about it, this is a business. This is not your grandpa's, you know, NWA wrestling in in you know in Richmond, Virginia. That, that that and I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. This is not ECW in Philadelphia in the in the, in the mid nineties. That's not what this is. This is a different day and age. Different day and age. Advertising, money, publicly traded company, just it, it, blood. All that don't mix. 
yeah, once in a very blue moon, like we saw Vince McMahon, okay, Hardway Jones, got it, got it. But you can't just go and get big juice in, in these matches uh, like you saw years ago. And I, I don't think that anyone should poop on the talent or the booking of the show because there's no blood. Look, the wrestlers have no problem getting the color. I can tell you that from experience. None. They have no problem. I, and I, I'll, I, I'll stereotype all the, all the wrestlers, all the talent. I, just about all of them have no problem. You need color, I'll get you color. Most of them. Even a lot of them in this day and age, the younger guys and girls, they've never gotten color. They've never done it. But it's kind of like a badge of honor thing. If need be, you have to do it. They'll do it. So it's not that. And, and the company has no problem booking it. That's no problem. But executing it and showing it publicly is the problem because that's where it could affect the income money from advertisers within the, the corporation, the company. It's that simple. It really is that simple. I mean, as fans, you get hung up, and I'm guilty of it too, <laughs> in the emotion of the story. And we should. We should get hung up. And then we forget that this is a business. This is a multi-million, million, million dollar business with people spending a lot, advertisers spending a plethora of money. And a lot of them don't want to see blood. Uh, they're, they're fine with the violence end because people say, oh, it's a show, it's entertainment. They don't want to see tons of sexual type stuff. They don't want to hear cursing. It just doesn't, that's just not the way it is. It's a very PG world now, not wrestling. I'm talking about the world. As we know, we all have to be careful what we say. Can't even fucking talk out here no more. You know what I mean, Dennis? I think when we tune in here, fans tune in here, this is the last great frontier. Nobody's as real as you are, man. I like that what you just said. That's a new T-shirt coming. The last great new frontier. It's my IP. Thank you. I'm glad I thought of it. We'll wear it the I, same day. It could. <laughs> well done. It could be a spinoff of one of the Taz Show shirts you don't have, I don't believe. And it's the General Store shirt that I did a while back. You don't have that I shirt. I do not please. have the General Store, but I do like the design. I'm a big Cowboy Western yeah. guy. Yes, well, maybe the new Frontier could be a spinoff of the General Store T-shirt. I like what I'm hearing. Do you want me to get you a General Store Tasho T-shirt? I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I'm not doing it. But if if I were to do it, you know where I would go and get it, right? Uh, if I had to guess, I think you would go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z, I believe. Indeed, sir. Indeed, well said. And now I will get back to talking about the show and not shill. So the uh, I really didn't shill. You did. So it's not my fault. Playing the producer. I'm a Play mark. <laughs> Playing the biz deaf guy of the show. Let's go uh, down there to Florida again. We're going to go to Orlando this time, and we're going to go to Ricky. Uh, Ricky, please don't lose that number. You're on the Taz show, Haas. What do you say? <laughs> Hey, Taz, uh, what's going on? Uh, big salute. I told you last time I was in Boston, but I am heading back to uh, Florida pretty soon. Good. You're so. better off. Listen, you are better off in Florida than Boston, but I digress. How can I help you, sir? Um, real quick, uh, just first of all, I want to put you guys over. Uh, I am using the loose ass as the my team in fantasy football, and we are 3-2 and two as of right now. Thank you to your Bills for the defense. Uh, uh, even though that it was not a great game. Uh, but, I know. It hurt. Yeah. But, you know, you guys are uh, one of the top people in the division, I say. 
Uh, we but, just got to score points. We're not scoring points. I'll get into that a little while. Tyrod Taylor, all this. I mean, that, that's a whole nother story. But but I'm glad your fantasy football gimmick's going good, and it's because of me. So I'm, I'm happy for you on that, Ricky. Seriously. And I did want to say to um, Dennis that uh, Ocho Cinco and T.O. actually reached out to the Giants see if they uh, needed to fill in some uh, spots there. Saw that. Yesterday. Saw that. I, I wouldn't mind if either. By the way, I wouldn't mind if either reached out to the Bills uh, because we need help too <laughs> in that that position. So, <laughs> um, real quick question: um, With Shane taking a second bump like that, um, do you see another? I don't know another wrestler going against him where he can take a final bump because Shane is very old and um, it's really hurting his body. <laughs> Wait! Whoa! 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 Shane is like a couple of years younger than me. So if you think he's old, then I'm older than dirt. What the fuck? Jesus, no, come on. Go no, easy, no, kid. No, no, no. But I'm saying for him to take a big bump like that. I mean, a big boy. Yeah. Correction, correction. Point. Thank you, Dennis. Point. Yes. Um, but it's just 20 feet in the air, and for him to just throw his body like nothing, uh, I don't get I don't it. Know. But I, I, I don't, so your question is, what, do I think this will happen again with another wrestler, him fighting another guy? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. All right. Well, Ricky, I appreciate you calling. Thank you, by the way, and, and good luck with your fantasy football team. No, I don't. I just maybe I'm wrong, but who who can tell the future? I don't. Th- I think Shane's done with this. I think uh, I, I'm just assuming this that Shane maybe wanted to do this for his own for his own minor thing that would be selfish I mean he's he's just a great performer and he's a he's a family member of the you know McMahon's obviously that the company's his at the end of the day um he understands the industry uh, Shane is not a guy who just was handing a silver spoon Shane is a guy who's paid his dues for a lot of years uh Shane when he was younger was on the ring crew was refereeing was was grabbing jackets for wrestlers when they were you know when he was a kid like uh, he was he was in the ring truck. You know, this is a, a guy who paid his dues. His dad made sure you're not just going to get handed this shit. You're going to work. You're going to learn every nuance of this business as a kid. And Shane did. So Shane, amongst the wrestlers, uh, is very, very respected. Uh, always has been. Always. Because he really paid his dues in that realm. And, you know, so he wasn't just handed anything here. Okay. Um you know, I think with Stephanie it was a little different with the ring crew stuff because she was a female, so it was a little bit different. But I think Stephanie, I know, I mean, she's another one who paid her dues. You know, Vince, I can tell you, his two kids, they earned their stripes in this business. <laughs> they weren't just handed shit here. I promise you that, both of them. But with Shane, I think some of it is maybe as a dad, as his kids got a little bit older now, even though they're young, he wanted them to be able to stand there and watch him do some cool stuff, you know? So... <clears throat> And as a dad sometimes, or a mom, as a parent, for those that don't have kids, it's hard to explain. Like, you know, sometimes you'll do anything for your kids. You know, you'll do anything. So I think maybe, who knows? I mean, if you're going behind the scenes at a big man dinner table, Shane McMahon dinner table, it's like, Daddy, I want to see you jump off the cell. I saw, I, I'm older. I want to see, you know, who knows? And maybe that sparked him. Maybe. Who knows? And if it's good for the show, good for business, and no one gets hurt, and, and, and Shane can do it, then God bless him. It's cool. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming that. Um... I don't picture Vince going to Shane, saying, Shane, I need you to take this crazy bump again off the cell. We need to do this thing with you and and Kevin, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take bumps. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to bleed. I'm going to do all this. I don't picture that happening. And I picture Shane going to his dad saying, I want to do this. And and then Vince booking around it. That's what I picture happening. That's what I think might have happened. 
Now, to answer the question, no, I don't think it's going to happen again um, with Shane and any uh, uh, young wrestler. I think he, maybe he's done here um, at his age, at 47, 48, wherever he is. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, in the wrestling industry, I was joking about the call-up. That, that is old, yeah. And, and you know, uh, I don't care if they gimmick or rig the table because some people would tweet me, oh, you see on top of the table there's a cushion or to see how the announce table is, it's flat. You see that? Yeah, I did. I did see it. I, I was an announcer. I know sometimes when there's safety precautions for talent that's going to do something near or on the announce desk. I did see it. And guess what? I have no problem with it because this is entertainment, guys. This is this is a movie. This is a show. This is – so, you know, you, you can't expect it, a guy <clears throat> to go off the top of a cage or a cell and go through an announce desk without having some protection on that desk. Okay, it's a little bit crazy. I mean, you know, these these are not action figures. These are humans. You know, so you you, you can't get hung up on that. This is entertainment. You, this is a show. Okay, so there are crash mats that you don't see once in a blue moon. You'll have that with stuff like this. There are things to keep people safe that you have to do. There's sometimes padding on the floor to keep people safe. I've talked about this in the past, um, especially by the announce desk. I've talked about it. And, and 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 I have no problem with it. It needs to be done. It's very important. Uh, let's go out to uh, California and to our friend Miles. Uh, Miles, uh, you're on the Taz show. What do you say there, buddy? How's it going, man? Buddy, what's up? Um, yeah, man. I just wanted to say, I just I still can't get over that 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 first sell, man. That was just insane all around. Oh man, um, craziness. Uh, Miles, I'm curious. Uh, what, what I know you're a big SmackDown fan. What um what was your favorite match of the night? Just curious. I would have to say the tag match. The tag, the opening match. Wow, well done. Well, the thing is too, it's tough with that Miles is, and I and I it'd be hard to argue with that. Um, the tough thing, Miles, about being the first match on a big card like that is people forget what happened. They forgot. They forget your match. They forget what you did, and you and your partner or your opponent or whatever. Yeah. And I think most people did not forget. You know what I mean? No, definitely not. So good, so good. It was right. real good. Um, I I I loved the first match too. I did. I and I'm glad the Usos have the titles now. I I I said that on a prediction show that I think the Usos need them more. And the Usos now are in there are in a good groove. And Miles, thank you for calling, buddy. Appreciate the support. The Usos are just in a great groove. That great heel tone. Let them cut promos more like they did on SmackDown last week in the ring. Let them do with that kind of a unique cadence that real hip-hop urban feel just don't let them do it every week just don't make it stale don't just don't don't make it stale don't please wwe don't because you guys have a habit of doing that don't make it stale let them stay cool sprinkle it in those promos the way to do it is cool okay uh but anyway the match itself was excellent okay i i to open up the card the way they did, and for people to remember it, remember how great the match was throughout, like we just heard Miles say, it was his favorite match. Uh, after all those other really cool and good matches on the show, um, you know uh, that that that's a great endorsement, ringing endorsement for for the wrestlers, for the talent, and for what they did, because they did some really 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 cool stuff, and um, and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, the other thing uh, I want to tell you about here is. Uh, Something that, well, uh, it's something I, I, 
I hate to say it like this because it's like it's I don't want to be like I don't want to be mean, but like I want to talk a little bit about somebody was a sacrificial lamb last night, and I hate to say it like that because I'm a fan of this person and this person's abilities, and the person had a great night in my opinion. But I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, uh, I might not be able to do it in the front end of the back end of this this segment. I have to be in front end of the uh, break. I want to come back from break, but we shall see. I'm going to talk about that. I hate to say it like I just said it, but. I have no other way to say it, I, I can, unless Dennis can think of another way. But we'll look get to Dennis in a second. First, let's go to Connecticut. And let's talk to our friend Kenny in Connecticut. Kenny, you're on Natasha. Hey, bro. What's going on? How are you, man? Not too bad. Finally back in action. I uh, ended up going back in the hospital, and at least this time they pulled out that bad section of colon that um, they should have done the first time, the doctor said. But, you know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh, you're, you're, doing okay? you're doing better, though, all right? You're doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Slowly getting back in shape and stuff. Good, my friend. Good. Well, good luck to you. Uh, God, Godspeed. What's going on, buddy? I uh, wanted to ask you a question. Number one, two questions. One is now is Shane the one that's done the most Hell and Cell matches? I don't know. That's, I'm not a stats guy, but that's interesting. You mean the most actual actual matches, the Hell in a Cell matches themselves? I don't know. Yeah, cause uh, he's done quite a few of them in the last, I don't know, five or six years. He's. You know, Could be. I'm sure some some folks will tweet me or, or they'll put it on uh, Facebook or something, or maybe someone will call in. Uh, it could be Kenny. It definitely could be. I don't know. I don't. I wish I had to. Dennis. Do you know? <laughs> and my other question is. Well, well hold on. let's let Dennis answer. Hold this. Okay. Be funny, Kenny. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, a quick search on the Google machine would, uh, from what I'm seeing, the Undertaker has appeared in 14, Triple H with nine. Uh, Randy Orton's been in six. CM Punk's been in five. Um, Shane McMahon's been in three. Mick Foley, four. And then there's a bunch of two ones. So there's the answer. Dennis Jones bringing the wood. Biz dev guy working the GTS. I had no faith in him, but you did well, my friend. My chubby, redheaded friend. Uh, Kenny, uh, so what else are you saying now? Wow, 14 Hell in a Cell matches. Jesus. Um, I know. Crazy, right? (laughs) That's nuts. Uh, the, this, this, the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker and McFoley. Was that? Yeah. Was that he? Was he actually supposed to go through the top of the cell? When? Uh, or was that? I remember. I remember it. Um, I yes. So. A, I think what they did there was a like a trap, a trap hinge gimmick. Um, yeah. To answer your question, yes, I'm. I'm if it, I don't remember which hell in a cell, what year that was. I think I was in a company when it happened, or you know what year that was, Kenny. I mean, I I'm not good remember. with the whole stat. I, I don't. I'm not a historian yeah, like I, that. You know, neither am I. But I just remember him going through the thing, and you know, with it being McFoley, it could have been one of those yeah. things of you know, it's McFoley. No, that's, it's okay. uh, that was a hinge, I believe, what they did there. And Kenny, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate Thanks, it. That was a hinge they did there. Uh, Dennis, being you're so quick with the GTS and you're on fire. Got it already. I can see some. Someone wants to stay on top of the depth chart this week. That's pretty obvious right here. Oh, yeah. Dennis Jones bringing the one on the depth chart on a Monday kicking ass. What do you got for me on the uh, whole uh, uh, Undertaker McFoley? That took place in 1998 at the King of the Ring. Look at how happy you are. Look at you. And see, when you do something good, you're just, it's just like a fat kid when his mama gives him an ice cream cone for getting an A on the test. You know what I mean? Yum. Yeah. Yes, Chunky Jones. That's it. That's why I so did so it good was, in school. What was the show again? What was, what was the show again? King of the Ring, 1998. Yeah, I was not there. 
Yeah, I was not there. I was kicking ass and taking names in the EC dub uh, at that time. Yes. So I'm going to go to break. Uh, on the other side of break, so this is what's going to happen. I, I, I said sacrificial lamb before, and I hate to say it like that, but that's kind of how this thing came off. And I'm going to talk about that. Who was that? Who was, in essence, a sacrificial lamb last night in a match that I thought was really good, even though I saw some reports that people didn't like it, but I actually liked it. Uh, we will talk about the U.S. title match when we come back here on the Taz Show. Top of the hour, Jones. Sit tight. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Back here live on this Monday. Talking hell in a cell and uh, all this other stuff. Uh, taking phone calls here and there, uh, doing the thing there. I'm going to get into some NFL chatter a little bit, give a little breakdown on loose Sass Invitational, the fantasy uh, booking, uh, fantasy booking, how are we doing? The fantasy football league of the past show. Also, got to talk a little bit about Nakamura. What's going on with Nakamura? Interesting. We'll get into that here in a second. And if you want to call the show, 866 475 2948. That's an 866 275. Okay, take three. 866-475-2948. There's the proper number. Okay. People on hold, I'll get to you. Hang in there. Um, something, I, I noticed this other thing. Uh, yesterday, last night, uh, Dennis, if you pull up that tweet, I tweeted something about the ring announcer. And uh, some people agreed with me. Some people didn't agree with me about the whole one fall thing. This next contest will be one fall. One fall! Go! Well, that whole thing, you know? You know about that, Dennis? Yes, I know about it, and the tweet says, and I quote, the ring announcer is a mark for himself with this one fall S-word. Where's Chimmel? Hashtag H-I-A-C. Yeah, I was a little stiff on my comment there. I called the guy mark for himself. Um, I don't know the guy. I don't even know his name, but it's okay. Uh, I know he does the NXT. He did the NXT, I mean, and he does the, he's well-dressed Jones. I got it. Uh, fancy suit man. Fancy shoes. Shined up. I got it. Okay, the guy could be the greatest guy in the world. I don't know the guy. I never met the guy, and I got no problem with the guy personally. So here's my thing. A lot of people were happy with my comment and agreed. And then there were a lot of people that said, you suck. You know what you're talking about. It's all about the people. The people are getting involved. Without the audience, There is. it's all about the audience. Uh, believe it or not, it's not. It's actually not about the audience. It's about the people in the ring. That's what it's really about. That's who you pay to see. The people that are in the ring, those people wrestling, those those athletes, that's what it's really about. Is the audience a vital part of the success of a company? Absolutely. I've talked about that at nauseum for sure. But it's not about the people being able to interact and yell different things. I think it's a very important, important part of the show. Absolutely. I myself... Uh, in my promo work, live in-house, I was very interactive with people. When I would do my beat me if you can, everybody would go survive if I let you. And, you know, and it was a huge thing. And there was so many other wrestlers 
before and after me that did the interaction uh, with the audience and people yelling. So my thing is, I just, I stated an opinion in a tweet. And just because it's my opinion doesn't mean I'm right. I just, when it comes to that, that's just me as a viewer. I don't really care about that. Am I losing sleep over it? No. Uh, not at all. If people think it's cool, then that's cool. No problem. Do I? If I was Vince McMahon, would I tell that ring announcer, stop doing that? No, I wouldn't. And obviously it doesn't bother Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn and these guys and Stephanie and, and, and Shane and Triple H because they would have told this guy to change the way he says one fall and his cadence and that he actually lays out and lets the people go, one fall. So the company must like it and that's fine. Uh, me personally, I don't. <laughs> and I'm entitled to that. So, and it doesn't mean I'm right. I just don't like it. That's all. That has nothing to do with all my years of experience because I'm one to say, yeah, everybody has an opinion. Everybody's entitled to opinion, except some of our opinions were built on, you know, three decades of blood, sweat, and tears of sacrifice and learning. And that's me. And that sounds douchey, but so what? Sometimes I'm douchey. Dennis, this is not new news, right? Uh, no. Fairly, fairly good assessment on your part. Yeah, I mean, I'm douchey sometimes. I mean, uh, you know. Nah, douchey's not the right word. Opinionated? <sighs> that, that comes off better. Yes, but I don't see, dude, dude I don't think it's like, I, I have no problem. If people like it, I see why people like it, and no matter where they go, people say it. One fall, and, and, and okay, I'm fine with it here and there. I remember when I was in WWE, uh, Mike Kyoto, not Mike Kyoto, not just Mike Kyoto, refs would do, um, you know, go for a cover. One, two, and the guy would kick out, and they would go two, and people would go two, like, and and yeah, and that got on my nerves. I mean, that's how I am. I mean, things get on my nerves. I mean, so somebody tweeted me yesterday, oh, you're old or whatever. That's why you're having a senior moment or some shit like that. No, no, that kind of shit annoyed me years ago. I was like, well, they just did an ECW. It annoyed me then too. Yeah, it did. So, and I was a lot younger. So it doesn't matter my age. I can assure you that. But that's just my opinion. It's not the end of the world. Do I think the guy's a bad ring announcer? No, I think he's a really good ring announcer. Tony Chimmel, I love Chimmel. How could I not put over Chimmel? And the chance I get to say, bring Chimmel back, and then someone tweeted at me, the guy who did the rated R superstar, that whole thing. True, true, true. But that wasn't like before every match. You know, Chimmel did that, and I guess that was something between him and Edge or whatever, and the company allowed him to do it. I, I don't know the backstory on that. I, I don't really give a shit, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I, I got no problem with the guy doing the one fault thing. I just don't like it. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's just my opinion. So that's the deal on that. But a few people like it, that's fine. But I don't think, like someone tweeted me, it's it's about the pe it, the show is about the people, like in attendance. And I'm paraphrasing what someone tweeted me. Uh, no, it actually is not. Uh, is the audience a huge part, the live attendance audience, a huge part of the show? Absolutely. No doubt about it. But at the end of the day, you can't make a blanket statement to me about that everything is about the audience at a wrestling show because that is a load of malarkey. Malarkey. You know what malarkey is, Dennis? You know what malarkey is? You know another word for malarkey is, Dennis? Bullshit. I, yeah, I have Bullshit. 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 Right. Malarkey means bullshit. That's a load of malarkey bullshit. Okay? No. The fans are a huge part. The live attendance, live audience fans are a huge part of the show. Ain't no doubt about it. But don't come at me saying that they are the show. No. Otherwise, you don't need to spend all this money paying wrestlers to put them under contract 
and building them with video packaging, just show the audience. Let's see how the ratings are then. Let's see if people watch. Just just show the audience. Don't just show a ring with two wrestlers standing there and just take a camera and pan, and pan the audience and people yelling out stuff. Hell, go to Full Sail in Orlando. Just, they yell stuff all the time. By the way, you know, that's who's guilty for this whole thing. You realize that, right? You know that, right? Uh, it's it's NXT's fault? Yep. This whole thing, it's the Full Sail Orlando fan base, this whole one fall thing, they started it down there with this guy, with him. And, yep, it's everywhere now. One fall! One fall! Now, what I create here is every time you people hear this guy do this, you're going to tweet. He said one fall, <laughs> and, I'm gonna, yep. and now I'm going to ignore you after you tweet me. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I really, I, I, once this ends here, this conversation, like in two seconds, I'm basically done talking about it, probably for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. So I, I really don't care. I wish the guy ringing out, so what's his name? I gotta look it up. I don't even Joe, Joey Lawrence. I don't, I don't remember his name. Something Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. I don't know. I can't remember his name. I don't know. But I mean, the guy's good. He's not. He's not. He's not bad at all. I think he's very good. But I, I, I my boy is Chimmel. I, I love Chimmel. I mean, I know he's gone. I mean, yeah, he's not gone for the company, but he's not the ring announce no more. I, I, I love. I love Chimmel. Chimmel's a guy who told about a guy paying his dues and working his ass off. Mike Rome. Mike Rome. That's his name. Mike Rome. I did. I wasn't familiar. Okay. Where did I get Joey Lawrence? The hell? Like the the nineties television star. <laughs> I told you he's old. <laughs> and now I can just picture Seth listening to this. What are you picking a fight, Taz, with that guy for? He's a better ring announcer than you were a color commentator, Taz. You nerd. Behind my back, this would be Seth. You correct? nerd. I told you. You 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 sit there and you think just because you wrestled at ECW means you know matches. That guy calls. <laughs> that guy does great ring work. Did you hear one fall? One fall. Just <laughs> because you wrestled the matches at ECW, you know everything. It's tremendous. I love it. That's probably what Seth says says in his head about me and all this shit too. <laughs> I would. That's one head I would not want to be in. That oh me. He hates me, though. He hates my guts. I, I know that much. He, I guarantee you hate. You know who he hates more than me? You. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 He definitely hates you. And Anthony, I think he hates more than everybody. He can't stand you, Anthony, just so you know. Uh, He made that clear. <laughs> yeah. He, dude, I'm not kidding. Like, the guy really doesn't <laughs> like you. I'm just telling you that. That's a true story right there. Total true story. All that matters is that you're happy with my work, sir. And I'm just yes, maintaining my spot on the death chart. You are you. You have to. You have a lot of work to do because I got to tell you, your your buddy here, Dennis, is doing a good job. Your butt buddy's kicking ass today. He's doing pretty good. Oh look, look, Taz is interacting with his producers. I love it. <laughs> I love this part of the Taz show. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So anyway, that was good shit. So I talked about the words sacrificial lamb. And, and I said, well, who, somebody, like, we're going to break. I said, someone, like, I, I'm going to get into chatter about this here a little bit. And and that's somebody, and I hate to say it like that because I, I, I respect this guy. I love his work. But I think the way the company used him last night was good, but yet he was just a sacrificial lamb, unfortunately. But he made the best of his opportunity, and who I'm talking about is Ty Dillinger. Um, you know, they made a three-way gimmick with Corbin, AJ, and Ty Dillinger for the U.S. title. And um, 
I, I, I enjoyed the match. I saw some reports online. Some people did not like the match. I actually liked the match very much. Um, I thought all three guys worked really hard and worked well together. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I really did. And I also like the fact that Corbin is the new champion. I love the fact that, that Corbin's new champion. It's about time. It's about time to give this guy now a nice titles, uh, you know, a single title push here. My only problem with this is he pinned the wrong guy, meaning Corbin should not have pinned Ty Dillinger. Okay? Uh, he should have pinned AJ Styles. I know he's a heel, and this is a, a debate that some could have about what I just said. Corbin is a heel, so... There's more heat in him. I could see their thinking. Possibly this might be what they're thinking. There's more heat in uh, Corbin, for Corbin, if he doesn't pin AJ. It also protects AJ, where AJ can say he never got pinned. Now, uh, Dennis, did you see this match? I did not know. Okay. So you you, you saw the reports that he did pin, meaning Corbin, he pinned Ty Dillinger, right? I, I did the I did the reading afterwards to make sure that I was uh, somewhat knowledgeable, and yes, that's what happened. Yeah, and, and again, it was an excellent match by all three guys. Um, the thing is, I really believe you need to have, in this case here with a guy like Corbin, I, I don't think it would have hurt AJ if he would have pinned AJ. I just don't. Again, I just told you why they did this. They did this to protect AJ and to probably put more heat on um, to put more heat on uh, on Corbin that he pinned someone that's not the champ. So in essence, uh, Dillinger was just there as a pawn so they could transition the title from one man to another and use Dillinger as the guy that gets the pinfall on, you know, on him, that gets pinned, I should say. Look, is it the end of the world for Ty Dillinger? No, it's just the beginning. I think this was a great night for Dillinger. I think this was awesome. Uh, I, 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 I'm happy for the guy that he made the most of that situation and he kicked ass. He looked great. Um, I love before it earlier the little interaction with the uh, yes and the ten with the, him and Dil uh, Daniel Bryan. I thought that was cool. I like that. I think I think Dillinger had a really good night all in all last night. I do, but I do think that it would have been a little bit better if I'm nitpicking. This is nitpicking. If you have Corbin beat AJ, just because AJ is galvanized as the champ. He's had different titles there already. He's had so many titles in his champ in his uh in his illustrious career, meaning AJ, and all well deserved. I love AJ. You guys know that. I always put him over. He's my friend. Um, but I do think that if you have Corbin beat AJ, um, it it would not have hurt AJ. It could only help Dillinger a little more, and that would have been a nice little surprise because I think people thought that Dillinger's there, you know. Uh, for maybe Dillinger's, why is he in the match? Well, Dillinger's in the match to make the match better, possibly, okay? And if that was their reason, that helped, that worked, I mean. So Dillinger was there for that, I guess, and also maybe for the element of surprise. Maybe Dillinger comes out and wins, becomes the U.S. champ. Maybe some people are thinking that. That would have shocked me. That would have been a nice way to to, to, to pole vault and, and knee-jerk this guy over, get him over hot, hot you know? Um, but they didn't do that. Um, you have him there for that reason, to, to either make the match better, well, that worked, or to, to get over, you know, the current champ by him getting pinned, or the new champ in this case, which was Corbin, right? You know, again, is it a horrible thing they did? No. I, 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 maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. I, maybe I'm nitpicking a little bit. I just, I don't know. I think whenever you can, if you can 
have the champ lose. Look, I, I, you know, you, you gotta have. Look, it happened with me. I mean, that with, with, with Tanaka years ago and and uh, Mike Awesome, you know, in Chicago. And and when I lost ECW title in a three way match, what well, was an elimination? That was a little bit different. So maybe it's not the same. But but I, I you know, I had to lose. I had to get pinned or submit to to help the, whoever the new champ was, and that was a little bit different type of finish. It wasn't like um. You know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, first pin or submission, there's a new champ. It wasn't like that. It was elimination. So um, they both pinned me, and then I think Mike pinned Tanaka. I think that's what happened. By that point, I was already mentally out of the match, and I was doing saying my goodbyes backstage. So I wasn't even really paying attention, to be frank, because um, there was a lot of stuff going on backstage. But that was a long time ago. That was ECW. I'm talking about Dillinger here. I don't think that it's uh, – I don't think it's the end of the world for Dillinger. I think it's a good thing for Dillinger. Um, but I do think he was used in that realm kind of a sacrificial lamb. But you know what? I'd rather see him in that role and have a great outing than him not on the show at all, meaning Dillinger. So kudos to WWE for not just getting him on the card, but getting him in a good spotlight to help accentuate this guy's abilities because he's got ability. And people love him. His connectivity to the audience is great. Uh, Charlotte versus Natalia. Um, I, I thought it was a good match. I, and you're not surprised. You two of these, both these girls are awesome workers. Um, DQ though. You see this, Dennis? You hear about this? A DQ in this thing here? I, I read that there was a DQ, and I had a feeling the second I saw it that you weren't going to be a fan. I was, and you know, usually sometimes, like I don't get. I'm not one of these guys that bitches about a fuck job finish. You know, if it's a count out or a DQ, I don't go crazy over that. I, not normally. This time, I kind of was like a little annoyed. I got to be honest. Because you know why? I invested a lot of time in this match. They, this match was long. Okay, it, it was long. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna bring me on a ride this long, then then, then give me a finish. Give me a finish here. Really, I, I just I don't know. I, I just a finish. Just give me a finish. It was a long match. It was a long match. It was a long match. It was. Um, I I and it was a good match. I just just give me a finish. That was my only thing. Because if it was a shorter match. And to do a DQ, I'm not throwing a lot of flags on it. Whatever, it is what it is. But, you know, longer the matches, you got to give me a finish. got to. Sorry. got to give the audience a finish. Well, we saw a finish in Jinder Mahal versus Nakamura. Um, wow. Surprised a lot of people here. Nakamura gets pinned clean with Jinder's finish. And... You want to get a champ over? You have keep that title on him. Keep the heat on him. He's got heat. Jinder Mahal. I told you guys about this. Once he became champ, he was gonna keep this title a long time. I was a little surprised here. I thought Knock would win, so I was wrong on that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I gotta tell you, some people are scrambling. They're panicked right now for Nakamura. What's gonna happen, Nakamura? What's gonna happen? WWE Championship. It's not the main event. You know, the sell's going to be, but it wasn't even right before the main event. They put Ziggler and Rude there, and I'll talk about that for a reason. That's a tough spot on the card. <laughs> but they they didn't want to put Jinder versus Nakamura and then go into the cell. They wanted to have a little bumper. Then that bumper match, unfortunately, was Ziggler versus Rude. Uh, very tough spot in the card, but I'll get into that in a second, like I said. Um, Jinder versus Nakamura, um, I like they gave us a finish. I, I like Jinder Mahal. I've been singing his praises for a long time. While a lot of people were burying him, I was singing his praises too, just like KO. And um, he's a real heel, no doubt about it. Do I think this hurts Nakamura that he got pinned? Actually, I don't. 
I know a lot of people feel like the sky is falling because Nakamura got pinned. Now, Dennis, I know you're a big Nak fan, correct? Were you disappointed in this whole thing? Yeah, yes, because obviously, being a fan, I want Nakamura to have the title. Um, but at the same time, I love what Ginger's doing. Ginger's like he, I, as a character, I hate him, can't stand him, can't, right. and that's, and he's a heel, so that's what that's what he's supposed to do. So. He's doing he's a great a, he's job. He's a Madoff, sir. You're getting comfy. He's a Madoff. Yeah. That's the, your language. Come on. <sighs> I, I gave myself a boink right there. Oof, not okay. good. Okay. And good news for you. You just moved up on a depth shot. That's how this works. Let's right go. There, you just... <laughs> okay. And now you're back show, down. Anthony. Thanks. Get him off the show. You got a little problem. That sounded odd. I don't know what he just did there. It sounds like dumpster love all over again. I mean, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Jesus. I would love to see some nipples. That caveman, that sound he did. <laughs> it's so guttural. Let's go. Like, no, no, no. Great. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, the finish of the deal, Dennis, you felt like Nakamura should have won? I don't feel like you should. I wanted him to because uh, being a fan. Um, but I'm, I'm all right with Jinder winning. Like right. it, it, me too. It doesn't too. bother me because he's he's doing a great job. People hate him. Sing Brothers. He's he's doing everything right right now. He is. And so where do they go, with Nakamura? Now, well, see, that's the thing. I mean, WWE's gonna. I'm sure they figured that out already. Where they go, with Nakamura? Um, you know that. Look, he listen. Nakamura is over. People love it. They love his entrance. His work rate is phenomenal. We know that. So you know, when you have a guy who can work and he's over with the people, you, you don't have to worry. You don't have to panic. There's no panic. This guy's good. He's real good. But to talk about Nakamura for a second, I, I, I hate to say I told you so again in this episode. I've done it a few times, but I got to tell you, I, I, this was my thing right before Nakamura came to um, to the main roster was the, the language barrier, the, the speaking the English language and that he's a Japanese man and Japanese is his first language, obviously. Uh, and that it's going to be extremely difficult for him to talk people into the building. And I know firsthand how important that is to uh, Vince McMahon to be able to talk people into the building, especially if you're a top guy. You know, if you're you're going to be the champion, <clears throat> it's top. You know, you gotta. Well, they did it in NXT. You know, they did it with Oscar. They did it with um, you know, they did it with Nakamura. Yes, you're right. They did, but that was NXT. Okay, that was Triple H running it, and obviously Triple H has a different vision than Vince. You know, so um. You know, <clears throat> I see both sides, um, meaning I, I, I think that the way WWE has been allowing or having Nakamura talk and cut promos, I think has been good. It's been small burst and, and, and less is more with him and all that stuff. I think they've been doing a good job with that. <clears throat> um, this guy's a, a working machine. You got to just let him go in there, work, physical, stiff, all the stuff. And let him do his thing. Uh, you, you know, it's kind of tough to turn him heel right now. I don't think it's the right time to do that. I mean, Nakamura, you got to keep him babyface. You got to maybe to keep going with the story. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really wrapped myself around this thing. I have to put some more thought into it. It's kind of hard to tell. They're kind of at a point where what are you going to do with Nakamura now? I'm sure they have a story arc of where they want to go with him. Uh, uh, you know, I would assume this. I, I would think so. You know, so I, I would hope so. He's a big investment to them. And he's a tremendous talent, you know. Uh, let's go to Laura down there in Crab Country of Maryland. Laura, you are on the Taz Show. Good morning, Taz. 
Uh, good moment, Laura. How are you? I'm doing fine after a day off of work since it's a holiday for the uh, federal government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's good. I hope you have a great day. How can I help you? What's going on? I have a question about the title plate. Um, when a wrestler wins the title belt, do they choose their own design for the side plates? For the, for the t championship belt you're talking about, the, the the side plates? Yes. Okay. Thank. Well, I got you. Thank you for calling, Laura. Or Laura, I appreciate because I, I got to answer your question. I got to bounce the break. But thank you for calling. Oh, it's a good question. Kendall. You know, do they cut the the, the, the talent? Uh, uh, Dennis, she was asking if the wrestlers are, uh, help design that or come Correct. up with their ideas, right? Yeah, what they do. I mean, it's the same thing with your merchandise. You, the company wants you as the talent to have input in whatever it is that you are portraying, and that that is in your uh, under under your um, gimmick, for lack of better terms. Um, so if it's your T-shirts or hats or a championship belt, they want you to be as comfortable as possible with it. Doesn't mean they're going to give you full reign and do whatever you want to do, but you have to approve everything through the company. Um, and nine out of ten times, as long as it's nothing bad or stupid or crass or disrespectful, they'll be cool with it. So, uh, yes, the wrestlers are involved with that. Uh, from what I understand, when I was there, it was. I'm assuming it's still the same way because they want Vince McMahon down. They, Vince wants you to have input in anything to do with what you're portraying. And which you're carrying and stuff like that. And Triple H, he knows that too. I mean, he lived it as a wrestler. So you don't want to be told and micromanaged what to wear, what not to wear. And I have with me. I, people thought when I tore my bicep in WWE and then I got out of the singlet and I was wearing like a cutoff shirt and, and um, uh, like a button-down mechanic shirt and like pants and stuff like that. That was me. I, I wanted to change my whole look because I had to change who Taz was because they didn't see the human suplex machine in the same vision or vein that I did or ECW did or Paul Heyman did. So I wanted to give them a different version because I didn't want them to tarnish that anymore than they did, to be frank. So that's the deal on that. All right, we're going to break here. Uh, Taz show, uh, fourth quarter is coming up. Going to talk a little football. Uh, also got to talk a little bit about the Rudolph Ziggler match, about that finish. And talk a little NFL football. Got updates on that, uh, on a loose ass, I should say, and talk about the Giants are 0 5. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, my Bills lost too. Uh, Taz Show, sit tight. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Uh, yeah. In the fourth quarter here, Cash Show. Talk a little bit about uh, Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Then get into some uh, NFL chatter and some blue sass invitation to fantasy football talk, and then we're done here today. Coming at you for uh, over an hour and a half. Rage Cave City. Going to be back in the Gimmick Clubhouse uh, later this week. Supposed to be in there today, but then uh, we had two different things that had to be handled on the Dynaflow. Because of the Fernum on the Schneebitz Burnham. So the Dynaflow ended up working. 
So then we had to make sure I was uh, at the Rage Cave studio and not to give me. You know, you understand what's going on with Dynaflow, correct, Dennis? Dennis. Yeah, I. Uh, you sent it to me, and I'm, you know, it's hard for me to understand because I'm not. My brain's a lot smaller than yours, so. I, I Very was... simple thing. The Dynaflow, sir. Uh, to explain what that is, is like this. Take two. The Dynaflow, uh, to explain, sir, is very simple. It's just like this. Prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. That's what a lot of people don't understand. That right there is called radio jogging. Okay, that's how we talk radio. Okay, you've heard of Connie in the wrestling business. Well, this is radio talk. Dennis, you understand this chatter at times. Sometimes you forget it, though. Yeah, I... I... Get a lot of it. I go in and out. Rude versus Ziggler. So uh, basically, um, I enjoyed this. I, like I said earlier, I think they were in a very, very tough spot in the card. Uh, you know, sandwiched between uh, the WWE Championship match and the Hell in Cell main event with, with, with KO and Shane. Uh, that's a tough, tough spot. I loved the entrance gimmick, even though they hacked the record scratch sound effect from some show. I can't remember which show does that. I can't recall. You didn't invent that, Taz. I kind of did in the wrestling content business, but that's a whole other story. But I like that Ziggler had no entrance, basically. He came out, like no lighting effects, no pyro, no nothing, no music. They started his music, then they stopped it, and then he just came out. I think it's cool. It makes him different, no music. It's perfect to what... I think a lot of people thought he was going to come out to see a punk centrist. I don't know if there was reports of that or what. I have no idea. I really wasn't paying attention, to be honest with you, uh, early in the week uh, with some of the chatter to, online. I, you know, I kind of was busy. But um, bottom line is, I like that he came out with nothing uh, right after Bobby Roode's big glorious entrance, which was you know as glorious as always. It was excellent. Uh, look, I, I said on my prediction podcast that this match could possibly steal the show. Um, because both these guys are so friggin' good in the ring, on the mic, their facial expressions, their physicality. <clears throat> they built this angle pretty cool. Um, but not to contradict myself, but I'll be honest with you. Okay, what hurt this match, and it's because where they were on the card, what hurt this match was the lack of the audience being behind the match. So I'm contradicting myself in essence because earlier I said that the the audience – it's not the end or be all of the show like about the whole ring announcer thing. Well, the audience is everything. Somebody tweeted me. No, the audience is not everything, but they are important, like I said earlier. And maybe so. Maybe I'm not contradicting myself. Dennis, did I contradict myself? Maybe I didn't. No, you have not. <sighs> Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, it's a tough spot, and it's tough for them to get the right reaction to some of the, the, the moves and spots they're doing in the ring because – they put it in there, and it was almost like, oh, you forgot this match was even happening. But the WWE Championship happened, and then everybody's waiting for the cell because the thing's hanging above them in this arena. And and here comes the glorious entrance, which was great, and Rude's great, and Ziggler's great, but it just the people weren't into it. For the most part, they weren't. I didn't care. I loved it. I loved the match. Um, I say keep it going with these two guys. And with the finish they did, they can. And I love the finish. It was simple, old school, constant roll up, roll up, roll up attempts, roll up attempt, roll up attempt, counter for counter for counter for counter for counter. And then Rude gets the last one, one, two, three, quick win, 
And next thing you know, no chance for celebration for Bobby Roode. Ziggler just attacks him from behind. So it seems like they'll keep going with the story. But um, And I'm happy about that. Put them in a better spot in the card. Um, frankly, if I had to redo, if I had to redo the Hell in a Cell card, the lineup, I would probably put this match first. And and, and even though the Hell in a Cell was awesome, I, maybe don't put it first. You know, maybe 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 put it second or third. It's a weird spot for a Hell in a Cell match. But some would say, hey, first is a weird spot for a Hell in a Cell match. You know what I mean? But maybe Rude Ziggler, next time you guys do a pay-per-view, put them first. My opinion. Um, I like the finish, though. The counter for the counter for the counter for the counter. And then, you know, Rude gets the final pin. And Ziggler gets his heat back instantly. And, I, and take a look at what happened. Once Rude, I think, I'm sorry. Once Ziggler hit the zigzag, he left with his heat. He got out of the ring. He didn't dick around in there. And that's the right way what heels need to do. That was smart right there. Okay, that was smart. So, um, uh, but I enjoyed it uh, for sure. And um, Dennis, you didn't see this match, right? I did not know. Yeah, right. Show prep Jones. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know what? It was really good. You had a chance to watch it. I mean, there's a lot of matches I tell you to watch, and I wonder if you watch them. Like, you're like, yeah, no, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I go back. uh, Like, I'll watch. I'll watch Hell in a Cell today after after the show's done. Um, Yankee Yankees were on last night, man. I was sweating bullets. Yeah, the Yankees won because you're happy. So I, I know that. Getting some NFL talk, then we'll talk about the the Yankees, the Jankies, who have they have to win today, correct? Basically, they don't have to, but they, they you want them to win today, right? I mean, if if they don't win, I'll see in 2018. That's right, they're done because they, that's three that's three victories for the uh, for the heels. Got it. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk uh, a little football here. So my Bills, uh, no, we lost. Okay, we lost 20 to 16, and. Um, Whoever put this run sheet together says behind it, a monster game of A.J. Green, the wide receiver from the Bengals. Uh, bullshit. Uh, A.J. Green is an awesome wide receiver. I love him. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I'm a fan for sure. He, the guy's legit. I would not say he had a monster game. He had a, There was a big bomb early in the game where, where um, uh, he, you know, he, 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 I don't know how, how long of a bomb it was. It was a bomb bomb right down the right side of the field. Um. I think it was uh, Trevavian White, the rookie cornerback, was phenomenal for the Bills. He just got beat, you know. And um, Andy Dalton just threw a just a bomb. That that was their first score for the Bengals. I'm like, oh god, it's a rainy day in Cincinnati. It's dark out. Not a good way to start, you know what I mean? And um, here's my point about AJ Green. Whoever put this together, this run sheet, was wrong okay because it might look like he had a monster day what you know they had 189 yards and a touchdown dennis but he actually a couple of drops led to interceptions for the for the secondary of the bills because aj couldn't hold on the ball that that's that's a true story right there okay i mean obviously i didn't get a chance to watch that but when i see seven catches for 189 that's that seems like a pretty big day no one asked you. Okay? That's the first thing. Actually, I think I did. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> no problem. We'll take that out of the podcast, too. So, Andy Dalton had a big day. He, I got to tell you, he looked good. I mean, he looked good. He, he, he threw for 328 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. I thought he looked really good. He was chopping us up. Man. At times, you know, he just was chopping us up. Tyrod Taylor, you know, so-so there. 166 yards, 
One touchdown, one interception. Here's the problem. I think Tyrod said this. One of the Bills said this in the post-game presser. Uh, that's inside terms for press conference. Um, not a, Just they didn't score enough points. That sounds so trite and cliche, but the Bills just couldn't. We lost Charles Clay, our top tight end and one of our major weapons, early in the game, very early. Um, and he, I also had him starting in my fantasy, uh, you know, in my Luke Sass, uh, you know. And now, now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take him off, put a bench him because he's got this knee issue. So that hurt. You didn't know about what happened there with Clay, right? That's, I knew, I knew he was injured. I didn't know what he did. It was weird what happened. He it wasn't like he, he kind of, he got hit, but he caught a ball and kind of twisted like in the flats on the right side. And as he twisted, he kind of got hit a little bit. It didn't look gruesome or nothing like that. And it was on the Bills' sideline, I believe. So he, he was kind of right there, and he stayed down. The trainers got to him. Next thing you know, he's on a cart. It's like, thanks for coming. I'm like, oh, God. Sean McCoy, shady as they call him, ran for 63 yards with 19, 19 carries. You know, he had spurts where he looked good. We just couldn't score. We just didn't just couldn't score, and that's why we lost. It was a good game. It was a close game the whole way. It was 20-16. to 16. I mean, um... The Bills look okay, just not great, you know. Uh, speaking of not looking great, the Giants uh, continued a winless season uh, with uh, a loss to the Chargers, who also 0-4 or 5 going into this, I believe, correct? Yeah, 2-0-4, two, uh, two real barn burner of a game. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Giants, the varsity team, as some call them, the, of New York and New Jersey, uh, lost 27-22, uh, you know, they obviously got injuries. With, you got major problems in, in, in G, giant land there. It's Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, uh, Dwayne Harris, and uh, Beckham. I saw him. I felt bad for the guy. He was in tears. Uh, he was on a cart, and he left the game. Uh, what they say? Was this tibia? Or that was, I think J.J. Watt had that. Tibia is, that's his shin bone. Who was, was, what happened to uh, Beckham? They thought it was his tibia at first, and then it turns out he broke his ankle. Oh, oh, see you later. Yeah, that sucks. So, um, so yeah, the Giants season's done. Uh, you can expect, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and a retirement from Eli Manning <laughs> probably in two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, I've been saying it. Is it not? Is the table not set for the retire? It's, Seriously. It's so annoying because my first thought yesterday, like, we lose four, three receivers and Dwayne Harris, who, if three receivers go down, he fills in as a receiver. He goes down. So, we lost four receivers. And the first thing I think of is like, who's Eli going to throw the ball to? He might as well just pack it up. And now it's like you you, you yeah. strike again. I'm striking again, but you know I got to tell you I, I'm getting a little bit of bad karma because uh, Tyrod Taylor and Eli Manning have a lot in common. They have no weapons, um, <laughs> so I'm just letting you know that they both have that in common. There's the Bills uh, have no weapons either, but Tyrod's not going to retire in two weeks. Uh, Eli will. Um, so uh, the JV team of New York and New Jersey, the Jets, uh, that's what Dennis Jones uh, called them a while back. They actually won yesterday again, and they beat the Browns 17-14, uh, and now they are 3-2. and two, So it's a three-way tie for first place in the AFC East, which I'm not happy about because it's the Patriots involved. So it's the Pats, the Jets, and the Bills, and not in that order. It kind of is in that order. Um, I think they go for points four, right? Is that how they do it? I, they do, but for the sake of the show, let's go alphabetically. Yeah. How about I do what I want? I don't need your freaking opinion. How's that? Um, that works, too. Brian, you're in Los Angeles. 
Uh, you're in Los Angeles, and you're also on the Taz Show, House. How can I help you? Hey, Taz. Top of the moment to you and the crew. Top of the top uh, of the moment. What's up? What's up? Hey, so hate to do this, but uh, first time, long time. Ah, oh, damn. Yambag shot right from the rage cave. There it is. Got it. Uh, what else is going on, buddy? How can I help you? Hey, so I wanted to also to kind of to, to say that I believe in the prophecy told by Pastor Domus also about Eli Manning's retirement in a few weeks. Yes, it's happening. And uh, uh, it's definitely yep. Yes, yep, it's coming. Yep. Yeah, and I'm hoping Tanner is learning his. Sorry. You go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm hoping that Dennis learns his lesson about uh, gloating so much about his precious Giants. And uh, he won't. Yeah. Oh no, no! Listen to me, Brian. Brian, he will not learn his lesson because he's a glutton for punishment. He's just a glutton. Period. And he's annoying. And and he's a little bit ignorant too. Don't get me wrong. I love him, but those are all negative adjectives about him that are apropos. <laughs> cool. I also. Uh, one more thing I want to say. It goes. Uh, cool. <laughs> no, I guess, yeah, yeah, well, that's his life. I have uh, one more thing to mention about the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, actually, if I could. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, in the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, I noticed that unlike the No Mercy pay-per-view, none of the finishes and none of the moves, none of the, none of the matches felt similar or the same or, like, had any real repetition. I think you're right about that. No, Brian, uh, I think that's a good observation by you, and thank you for calling, sir. That's a very good observation, and I agree with you. There was some originality with a lot of the finishes, for sure, throughout the evening. I think that's a good point by you, sir. And thank you for calling. He's correct on that. Uh, back to talking uh, football here. Uh, ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers. Oof. Man. What is going on? Steelers got beat 30 to 19 by the ja- I'm sorry 30 to 9 uh, by the Jaguars and um Roethlisberger threw five interceptions dude is this is this correct five interceptions he threw five picks two for uh two for scores for Jacksonville not good from Big Ben wow Big Ben issues Jones so yeah I don't know Aaron Rodgers Bay Packers throws a touchdown pass to Adams, 11 seconds left in the game. Clutch Jones, Packers uh, get a 35-31 win over the Dallas Cowboys. Great comeback, great back-and-forth game. So what's the Cowboys' record? What's their record? The Cowboys are 2-3, and three, which okay. isn't good, but it could be worse. You could be the Giants at 0-5. Right. Uh, the Raiders continue. Uh, it's slide of losing for week uh, third week here in a row. <clears throat> Lost to the Ravens uh, at 30 uh, at home, by the way. Lost to, uh, Ravens at home? Who was home? Oakland? Or who was Oakland home? was home. Oakland was home, and they lost to a traveling Wilbury Ravens team, 30-17. to 17. Uh, Ravens aren't exactly a stellar team, but I guess they're okay, right? I haven't really watched them play. I don't remember them playing much. Hmm. I know it was stellar, and that's the Chiefs, who beat the Texans uh, last night, 42-34, to 34, by an Alex Smith, 324 yards, three touchdowns. A. Smith, as they call him in the locker room, is tearing it up for the Chiefs. Chiefs are 5-0, and oh, son. 5-0! and oh. For the Chiefs, I know one guy who's not happy about this, and that's Anthony, the video producer of the Taz Show, because he is a big Bronco fan. There's some heat with the Chiefs and the Broncos. Is that not correct, sir? Yes. I was rooting strongly against them every week, except when they play the Patriots. Even when they play the Patriots, I still root against the Patriots. 
I don't blame you. That makes sense. Uh, Texas quarterback, who was also the starting quarterback of my fantasy football team this week because I had a bench Mariota injury. Deshaun Watson, okay, uh, he threw for five touchdowns uh, without an interception, uh, but it wasn't enough. The Texans still lost, and they also lost a big part of their defense, a huge part. J.J. Watt um, is uh, tibia fracture in his left leg. He's probably going to be out the whole season here, I guess. That sucks. A lot of injuries yesterday, man. A lot of injuries in the NFL. Big names still going down, you know. There was there were some big names. There were a lot of injuries. Not a good week yeah. for the NFL. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, a little baseball chatter real quick here. Uh, both the Red Sox and the Yankees uh, fend off elimination yesterday. But the Sox uh, won 10-3, to and the Yankees uh, winning 1-0 to in a defensive struggle. A strong performance by Tanaka on the hill for the Giants, uh, Giants for the Yankees. And uh, Greg Bird, home run in the, in the ninth. Number 33, Jones, right? That's Bird, 33? Yep, Larry. I know him. Larry Bird. Uh, Greg Bird. And uh, we should get the audio of uh, the great, uh, what's his name, the play-by-play man of the Yankees. Oh, God, John Plank. John Sterling. Sterling. He goes, bye, bye, birdie. Something like, did you hear him say that? Awesome. <laughs> I, I love John Sterling's calls. Oh, he's great. He's the best. I should get to see if he wants me to produce the show. What do you think? Yeah, good idea, right? John Sterling, legendary play-by-play. Let me the producer of the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. As long as long as he doesn't use his eyesight, you'll be good. Because I do know he's got a tendency to, you know, he'll be like, "It's gone." Oh, nope. Ground ball, double play. <laughs> okay. It's nice you bring that negativity here. Well, I know Monzo and I've been talking a lot. Uh, and and Monzo, the producer of the Francesca Show, uh, we've been talking a lot about. Yeah, the future. future producer of the Taz Show, right? Yes. We got to be careful because some fans then they hang on to this and they think like it's a shoot, like and they just like start tagging Monzo and like <laughs> tweets and Monzo's DM me like, dude, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I hear you. you. Did you fire Dennis? Well, not yet, but I'm gonna. Um, that kind of stuff that happens behind the scenes, you know. Dennis hates this kind of chatter. Hates he, it. He definitely does. It doesn't yeah, he, doesn't help his ego. No, doesn't help him on the depth chart either, sir. Does not help him on the depth chart. I promise you that. Monzo's ahead of me. Guy doesn't even work on the show. Look, dude, they're, they're up, they're the custodian in the hallways ahead of you. They don't work on the show, dude. I mean, come on. What about uh, Big like, Man Downstairs? Oh, Big Security Chunk Jones. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, yeah he's not. Uh, <laughs> so baseball chatter, you got the uh, got the Yankees. Uh, they're going at it today here. This is uh, this could be big here. This is big. You going to the game? Uh, I, don't have, I don't make playoff money, so no. I'll be watching from the confines of my, my home. I agree. So, day game or night game? Seven thirty, I believe. All four, uh, all four division games are played today, which I think will be fun. If Wait, they're, they're all night games? No, no. I think they stagger. It's like one, four, oh, seven, okay, yeah, and ten. Yeah. TBS Jones, TBS Jones, got it. I understand. I'll watch a little baseball later. Uh, we gotta give a little people. Everybody's clamoring for the loose ass invitational update. The fancy football. Before I wrap the show up, fantasy football league of the Taz show. Um, I kicked ass. I beat John Cena. Okay, his team, uh, the five knuckle icky shuffle. I beat them 172. I beat Cena to 22. Uh, his team stinks. The New Burgers, that's Dash Jones, the audio producer of the Taz show. He's beating Robbie. You guys remember Robbie on the Taz show? Robbie, the big Viking. Robbie, big Viking fan. Yeah, Robbie, as per- people, it is um, losing 86 to 80. And uh, Dennis, uh, you have uh, Vikings uh, Stefan Diggs, while Robbie has Vikings D left to play. It's got to piss off Robbie in general that you exist. Not only that, that you have (laughs) Stefan Diggs because he's a big Viking fan. Uh, Well, that was hurtful, but yes, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure all that's true. 
I don't just saying this. I'm spitting truth out here. That's what I do. How did uh, what did Ant do? Ant, how's your team do, bro? I'm trying to look right now. I last I checked last night, I was losing. I cannot say the so name. Seth. Yes. Seth. Seth's new boys. The new the boys. New boys. He's the down. New boys. Ants. Ants down one fifteen to one forty. How about that bum crying blind, Brian? When he's, he's hot, he's hot. Yeah. He's winning. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah. No, because I, I don't want to rip Brian. I mean, I just, when I see him uh, this week at, at the, in the Gimmick Clubhouse, I'm going to, I might basically go after him physically. I just, I'm, I'm tied him. So He hasn't lost yet. It's annoying. I know he's so annoying, dude. And he comes off like a just a like a little lamb. No, no, he he's actually a douchebag. He acts like he's just the nicest guy in the world. Ranger fan Jones, hockey city, goalie, the whole deal. He plays hockey. You know he's nuts. Trust me, he's not a softy. You know that, right, Dennis? He's not a softy. I'm telling you. No, he's actually one of the bigger bullies on on the forty fourth uh-huh. floor. Good point. Good point. In the bagel club, he's kicking ass, taking names. That yeah. hockey background, he's a big uh, pull your pull your shirt over you, give you an uppercut. Bang! <laughs> ah, what do you say? I'm like, ah, I don't get away s- from that vegetable cream cheese, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Boom! It just pops you. Oh shit. Um, yeah. All right. Well, raw tonight. Uh, before we wrap up, it's gonna be in Indy, Indianapolis. Uh, it'll be in Indy at the uh, Gimmick Fieldhouse, uh, Bankers Neighbors Fernum Fieldhouse. That's the name of it. So they got a little Miz TV to set the bar. So we're going to have uh, Cesaro and Sheamus on the Miz TV. So that should be pretty entertaining. We'll see how that goes. WWE uh, Universe uh, meets Sister Abigail. So this is the debut of Sister Abigail. Yes. Oh, I did it. <laughs> that didn't yeah. sound like a question. That sounded like uh, there was a follow-up no sense. I mean, that's what it sounded like. Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, Mickey James, uh, she proves that she is no old lady. So we shall see. Um, I'm not a fan of that whole old lady thing. I told you, I just don't think, maybe because I'm an old man. I'm not really an old man, but Mickey and I are probably close to in age. Kalisto ignites the cruiserweight division. So they're trying to push Kalisto here. We shall see what happens. Um, it's interesting. They take a guy, Kalisto, who doesn't really talk or cut promos well, and let's put him together with Enzo, who's a promo machine. Uh, Storyline Jones makes sense. You know, positive equals negative, plus equals minus, negative plus negative makes two colors in three. Got that? Yes. Okay. Can't follow that. Got to end the show on that right there. That was money. Uh, I appreciate everybody who joined in the show. If you called into the show, joined in on the uh, Twitter, I appreciate that. If you're listening on the podcast version, thank you for that, or watching the VOD, or listened live or watch live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Be back tomorrow. We'll talk some Raw. Uh, la, la, la. Tomorrow's show uh, might be an express version. It might be. I'm getting word that studio might be needed. It might be a one-hour show tomorrow, and the rest should be solid, regular shows. Uh, but uh, that's the deal. I like to give you guys updates. So uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for everybody in, uh, at uh, the Gimmick Clubhouse and yours truly here. Uh, we love you. Appreciate all the support. No doubt. I'm Taz. You're not. Talk to you guys tomorrow. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm 
stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Oh.